Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 270. We're super excited to advise you that our guest today is Claude. The indie rock songwriter is releasing their brand new record today, which is titled Supermodels. Now, for anyone who missed 2021's Super Monster, which is also a killer indie pop record, this is a brilliant follow-up that showcases Claude's songwriting ability. Now, before we get to our chat with Claude, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and to our new This Song Radio podcast. You can find details for both in the episode show notes, which is where you'll also find all of our social media channels. Please, if you haven't subscribed to those... Our guest today is Claude. We talk a lot about Satisfactory Records on this podcast, which is the record label run by Phoebe Bridges. And we've previously had guests like Muna and Charlie Hickey on the pod. Uh, But today we're very excited to add another addition to the Satisfactory Records guests on This Song Is Yours with Claude, as they were the first artist to sign with the label back in 2020. In February of 2021, they released their debut record, Super Monster, that was filled with brilliantly written indie pop songs that had slight touches of, I want to say, woozy and playful production. Claude has since spent the last few years touring with artists like Bleachers and opening for bands like Paramore and Le Tigre. Now today, they're releasing the highly anticipated follow-up second record, which is called Supermodels. If you loved the first Claude record, then you're going to love this one just as much. Some of the tracks are absolutely brilliant on this record. In today's episode, we speak with Claude about the songwriting on the record and some of the challenges that they faced with certain instruments while creating and composing. Uh, We discuss how they named a song Paul Rudd and what his subsequent response was when he found out that there was a song named after him. We also ask Claude when we can expect to see them down here in Australia touring and playing some shows as we know that there are quite a few Claude fans down here. Now, all details on where you can buy Supermodels can be found within the episode show notes, and we want to say a massive thank you to Emma from Positive Feedback for her help with this episode. Here is our conversation with Claude. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Claude. Hello, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm good, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. I thank you so much for your time. Yeah, any time. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, it's an incredibly exciting time for you at the moment, Claude. There is a, a brand new record out. It is called Supermodels. It's out this week. Firstly, congratulations on this wonderful record. How are you feeling 
about uh, the record coming out and being and fans being able to uh, listen to these songs finally. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm. I'm just like so. I'm so nervous. I feel more nervous for this <laughs> for this album than I did for my last one. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm so excited too. Is nerves usually a big part of release day? This is a, this is the second album from yourself, but do, are you usually a, yeah, I guess a nervous person when it comes to putting new music out there? Not usually. Um, for some reason, this time around, I am. I I don't know what that means, but I think I just care about it a lot. <laughs> of course, and I think that um. And and not that your previous record, Super Monster, didn't have that sound, but it you can tell that with this second record that there's not just a lot of uh, brilliant songwriting in it, but there's a lot of heart and that a lot of thought has been put into these songs as well. I think that... Thanks. Um, you began writing the, some of these songs not long after uh, Super Monster came out in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, some of the album was started... Um, only a few months after Super Monster came out. Um, and then, I mean, some of the album was written, like, la- you know, last summer. So things are pretty recent, or even after that. Um, so some things are pretty recent and some things are pretty old. But, yeah, I definitely uh, really, really dug in in terms of the songwriting and, like, and... Um, vulnerability <laughs> on this album it is a very um honest album i want to say some of the the subject matter that you're talking about here even if it might not seem like on i guess a surface level the songs sonically sound brilliant which i want to talk about in a little bit but um yeah some of the subject matter i feel like kind of is dealing with a little bit of a a, a darker or more serious um tone with that I guess how do you find yourself when when lyric writing and, and wanting to obviously express your true self and your most honest self without um, you know divulging too much? <laughs> well, I mean it's it's hard. I think it's just something you can't really think about much when um, when you're writing. It, it it kind of comes down to like after you've written the song and after you've kind of you know, word vomited or, or gone through this, (laughs) gone through the steps of like writing an honest song. It's like, then you, you decide if, if it's something you, you want to share with the world. Um, and I just felt like it was worth it. Yeah. 100%. I, um, please correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that some of the songs, I don't think it was all of them, but some of the songs on this record, uh, the the instruments really made you work to kind of get these songs out. I think there was a guitar that was quite well worn and a little bit busted, and an out of tune piano that kind of really made you try and get these songs uh, uh, to their best best point. Well, I yeah, I had when I was writing the album, I was working with some wonky instruments, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> It was kind of inspiring, like the way, like only having like a like having a limitation on how on what I could play on the piano, um, 
only the middle range of this piano worked for some reason. I think it was, uh, it had a lot of water damage when I got it. Um, so only the middle range worked and it was in a weird tuning and like, but I don't know. I I think limitations when you're writing can be really helpful sometimes. Are you someone who is a, um, a lyrics person first or a melody person first? That's a good question. I think it comes at the same time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have like a lyrical idea. Most of the time I have a like some lyric ideas written down in my phone. But usually when I wrote it, I had some sort of melody idea in my head too with it. I guess it just comes at the same time. I don't. Re- I can't really. I don't know how it works. It just does. <laughs> <laughs> I one thing that I do love about this record, and I, I love about I think your songwriting in general. It was across Super Monster, and it is across this brand new record, Supermodels, as well. Is um, the ability to not in a big and obvious way, but I feel like there are little bits and pieces of the songs that just slightly subvert the expectation of the listener in terms of that um, I think that there are some beautifully written like pop songs or indie pop songs that you think it's going to go to a certain chord or melody line and I found with this record that I thought like maybe this chord structure is going to resolve or it might do this and when it didn't I found myself pleasantly (laughs) pleased um, when (laughs) listening to the song and kind of um, I guess yeah having my expectations changed I guess as a songwriter, what originally, going back right to the start, what originally drew you to the the art of songwriting and, and writing your own music? Hmm. Um, well, thank you. That's a big compliment. I like keeping people on their toes. <laughs> uh, I think the thing that made me want to write songs in the beginning, which was like I started writing songs when I was like 14 or 15, And I liked being able to, like, I liked having, like, this tool or this, like, magic trick almost of, like, being able to make people feel feel things. Like, because I I would be so moved by a song and and it forced me to think more about my feelings and my life and and listening to music was just so therapeutic for me that I wanted to be able to do that you know for other people too and I I really liked to sing but I wasn't you know really amazing at it when I was younger and like I it I didn't enjoy like covering other people's songs I just enjoyed like telling my own stories and making up my own melodies that sounded good in my voice, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and the storytelling was fun, and, yeah, it's just a lot of things that, that drew me to songwriting. It just It just felt like a really good avenue and creative outlet for me. 100%. Do you, uh, do you remember any of the, the first songs that you did write and what they were kind of like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was 14, the first song I wrote was a song 
<laughs> I think it was it was called Falling for You, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, like four chords on the piano. It was like C G F. Um. Yeah, I don't remember how the verses go, but I remember the the choruses exactly. And I'm not <laughs> gonna sing it because it's really no. bad. <laughs> Look, uh, we've spoken to to many many songwriters about their uh, their first uh, foray into songwriting, and I would I would not do that to you. I know that it's <laughs> a very personal and private matter, so <laughs> thank you for sharing those details with us. Thanks, um, yeah. I was hoping that I might be able to be a little bit selfish um, and ask about one of my favourite tracks on the record, <laughs> but I thought I would um, maybe offer maybe switch it up a little bit and maybe allow you to pick which one. I thought that there was a brilliant trifecta of of songs right in the middle of the record. The, uh, what was it? It was Glass Wall, It's Not About You and Paul Rudd, which by the way is a brilliant song title. Thanks. (laughs) Are you able to talk about one of those tracks and I guess the inception behind it or where it came from? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I love that part of the album a lot. Um, I could talk about Paul Rudd a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, please. <laughs> so I actually, I am like a huge, huge, like rom- like romantic comedy movie fan, and I've and I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of Paul Rudd, and I've seen like every movie he's ever been in probably <laughs> um and every character he plays has it just just has such like an ease about about them you know like he's like his personality is just so effortless and he's like so charming and he always you know gets the girl at the end or whatever and i when i was writing this song i was like imagining myself of like in this, like, I was, I was, I had an unrequited, unrequited crush at the time, and I was like, God, if this was, you know, a Paul Rudd movie, at the end, we would just end up together, (laughs) because it's us, and it's, that's what happens, and, like, that's what's meant to be, and I'd be so charming, and I'd, like, win her over, you know, (laughs) and so I called the, I called the song Paul Rudd, and then, um, I actually ended up meeting Paul Rudd <laughs> a couple weeks ago 
like, and I was starstruck, and I had to explain to him that <laughs> that there was a song on my album named after him, and that it wasn't weird, and like, <laughs> and I it was just that. like, yeah, <laughs> and I like told him the whole story. He was like really nice about it. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> Uh, I guess what was his reaction? Because I feel that not every, it's not every day that uh, someone has a song written about them and, and named <laughs> after them directly. He was like, wow, should we take a picture? <laughs> he was like, he was so nice about it. Well, he was like, why? Like, why is it called Paul Rudd? And I was like, was, we were, it was, we were in like a very loud setting. We were at the Taylor Swift concert. So it was like really loud. And I, was trying to like shout over the music and explain to him like why it was called that and then he really kindly gave me his email and so then I explained it to him over email (laughs) I love that and I love that he was kind like a lot of people I feel could not not shrug it off but like could leave the interaction at that but I love that he gave you his email to explain further Oh my gosh, he was so generous. I was like, you're going to trust me with your email address. I'm like starstruck by you right now and you're giving me your email? It was crazy. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Um, how was Taylor Swift? How was the concert? Oh my gosh. She's like, the, con- the concert was so nostalgic and she's. I can't believe that she performed for almost four hours. It was like... It was incredible. It was truly mind blowing. <laughs> I was like, "What? Are, how are you still standing?" I never even saw her like take a sip of water. Like, she shows no, no, um, she shows no weakness. <laughs> From all footage that we've seen here in Australia of the Eras tour, it does look absolutely incredible. And yes, that she's just powering through these concerts hours and hours on end. Um, I know yeah. that. It, during the break, you worked, or I guess worked alongside um, one of her biggest collaborators. I know that you were touring with Jack Antonoff, who we've uh, had on the podcast before and is a very lovely gentleman. I know that you were touring with mm-hmm. Bleachers for a while. What was that like? Yeah, Jack is the best ever. Um, he, it was like, I was really scared to meet him because I they say don't meet your heroes and I was a huge fan of his you know and that saying was like totally proven wrong for me because he's just he's just such a great person and he's been teaching me so much about music and the world and he's yeah how to be a good person and he's just so great and the shows playing the shows with him were amazing and his fan base is so crazy and weird and amazing (laughs) (laughs) um i was going to ask uh because i I imagine working or touring with someone like that who not only is a a fantastic musician in their own right and a, a great songwriter but obviously has helped shape incredible albums by artists like taylor swift and lana del rey and um who else like claro uh, was there anything that you picked up from Jack and it might be directly or indirectly that you feel has landed on supermodels or has made it onto the album? Totally. I mean, I started writing the album after I had gotten off the Bleachers tour. Um, and 
one thing I think that really came through in my songwriting was like when I was writing I was I watched Bleacher set every every night of the tour and it was like a two month long tour like it was a really long tour and I so I saw a lot of Bleacher shows and um, <laughs> I just was inspired by the way like like Jack's songs sound like they were written to be performed in front of a huge audience you know like he's standing up there in front of these people and he's got things to say to them and and like there's not a second wasted you know and so when i was writing my album i i was really inspired by that and i i pictured myself of like okay if i if i get the opportunity to stand in front of all of these people what do i want to say well, yeah, I imagine that getting up in, in front of audiences like that kind of does inspire or at least affect maybe the way that you're writing or wanting to write in terms of, as you said, it's a, it's a bigger platform, it's a bigger um, bigger soapbox <laughs> to mm-hmm. stand on to, to speak to the masses with. Yeah. Now, with uh, being on tour, you are heading out on tour uh, across the rest of this year. I know that you're playing shows with Boy Genius and La Tigra. I know that then the Supermodels Tour Part 1 kicks off, I think, in July and is in the UK and then you're in the US from uh, September and October. How are you feeling about getting back on the road and being able to play your own own songs? Oh, I'm so excited. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. The Boy Genius shows are next week, and I am so excited. I'm such a big fan <laughs> of Boy Genius. I'm, like, their number one fan. Um, I can't wait. Um, and then, yeah, Le Tigre is one of my favorite bands, too, so I'm really excited to open for them. I'm just doing one show with them in L.A. at the Greek, which is, like, a dream venue for me. I cannot wait. And then, yeah. And then I'm doing my own, my own little headline tour in the fall. Oh, and in, and in the UK in in July, I, I decided to like do a few shows acoustic in July. I think it's like a really fun way to tell stories about the album and about the songs and just play the song, you know, like just tell the story and not, not have to worry about like really like, performing it or like selling it you know and like just I find acoustic shows to be really fun and really intimate and and really special for everybody but yeah then I'm doing the Mm -hmm. full-blown headline tour in the fall and like I love my band and I love I love traveling and I'm I'm just really excited I'm I'm excited to play for people I hope they come (laughs) I have no doubt that there will be many people um, coming to these shows. The the online reaction to some of the singles from Supermodels so far has been fantastic from what I've seen. So, yeah, oh, I have thanks. no doubt that, that you'll have people there. Um, I do have to, and I'm sorry because it seems almost a bit, um, a bit of an obvious question, but because that's Supermodels Tour Part 1, can we expect possibly a Part 2 to include us down here in Australia and New Zealand? I hope so. I am trying (laughs) my hardest. Like, I want to come to Australia and New Zealand so badly. They're, like, my top, like, touring goal destinations. So 
By God, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Please, well, if there's anything we can do on our end to help, please let us know. We'll gladly try and facilitate something to to, uh, help support that that goal. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, Claude, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Uh, is there anything at the moment that you've got on high rotation for yourself? Ooh, let me look. I have to like check my, what I'm, I have to like check my, my music library. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of broken social scene because of the show that that's in Toronto that I'm doing with Boy Genius and Broken Social Scene. I'm just a big fan of theirs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Philip Brooks. They're incredible. They're like just such a good songwriter and um, they're they're opening for me on the Acoustic UK tour. So I'm really excited about that. I feel really lucky. That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Two very solid picks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Claude, thank you so much for your time today and for coming on to the podcast. Congratulations on Supermodels, which is out this week. But yes, thank you again for uh, coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.